I'm not sure how many people there are less equipped to discuss video games than myself. So forgive me, gamers, if there be any of you listening, but even I can see that there is something in gaming about the series of difficulties, frustrations, unexpected complications, challenges, and yes, failures that are required to unlock the next level. Video games require failure. And success in most of the games I have heard about consists in going from failure to failure to failure, as Churchill was supposed to have said, with no loss of enthusiasm. What a concept. Failure as achievement. Failure without shame. Failure that motivates us to try harder and develop skills. Failure without thinking anything has gone wrong. Failure to unlock the next level. What game are you playing at? Heads, you're listening to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here to try and convince you to show up, eat more plants, and not wait a single second longer to set an impossible goal, whatever that is for you. Episode 11, where we ask, what are you failing to win. So here we are, episode 11. The next block of 10 episodes will take us into the new year, into 2021. And though I know a lot of us are kind of looking forward to saying goodbye to 2020, that's a mistake, I think. I do, I do understand the sentiment, but there is a lot we can do in these last weeks of 2020 a lot. Even if we just committed to a few small tweaks, a few small areas of focus, some tiny areas of intention, we could really set ourselves up. Remember last week we talked about what present we could give our future. If you didn't listen to that yet, I think there's a lot in episode 10. So keep that idea in the back of your mind. What areas you still have time to tweak and challenge yourself with before the end of the year. Keep that in mind during today's podcast about failure, the other F word. So you've probably heard of game theory. Did you know that there is an intellectual discipline known as video game theory? Of course there is. And like Goldilocks, looking for the porridge, chair, and bed that is just right, there is a level of not too easy and not too hard that players look for in games. Yes, they want to win, but they don't want it to be too easy either. Failure makes the winning more pleasurable and failure adds content. 
Through failing, the players learn to notice and pay attention to new things. They add to their discrimination and their skills and their frustration tolerance. It adds to their coordination and strategy. Failure adds content. Failure adds richness. And failure adds appreciation and satisfaction. Let that sink in. In video games, failure adds content. Failure adds richness. Failure adds interest, appreciation, and satisfaction. I think that's so important to repeat because this is the paradox of failure. And that's a central idea in video game theory because without failure, there's just existence, stagnation, no growth. And I think it's a very valuable thought experiment for us. If we say we are bad at something, is that some sort of incantation that allows us to be off the hook, no longer confront failure? I mean, failure is uncomfortable. Just look at the faces of gamers as they are attempting to unlock that next level. The tension, the focus, the grimacing, the emotion. And that's the failure improvement cycle. No improvement, no change without failure. And I think that by embracing the failure improvement cycle, we can discern some real world applications from this paradox of failure. You know, in a well-designed video game, there are clear goals. There's a fair chance of success and the player is typically rewarded for achievements with some sort of a visual flourish or a special effect, maybe a triumphant tune for winning the combat or revealing more secrets of the story. And in our real world, unfortunately, there are seldom these sorts of immediate fun rewards. Goals can be unclear, they can be mixed, they can be, well, the achievement may seem perpetually out of reach and rewards, not that obvious many times. All the same, in the real world, failure is an absolute precondition for success. Failure and success are not really opposite words. There's, there is no frisson of delight and achievement and self-congratulation if one has not also felt that dull ache of failure. The frustration of not yet. We have a seven-month-old grandson who is reminding me of the early years of child development. He was creeping and rolling and wanting to move more deliberately to reach his toys. And, you know, children absolutely thrive in this dance, this dance of wanting, striving, failing, striving, then achieving. And the celebration of the achievement only lasts minutes or a couple of days because that next level has been unlocked. And now they want to pull themselves up to standing and then they want to surf around the furniture and then there's walking or running and they're off. Those failures, those are the ways young humans get muscular strength, 
coordination, how they develop neural pathways, how they learn new strategies. Without failure, there is simply no success. In fact, if we don't hide from our failures, those situations I call not yet situations, if we don't hide those failures, we can make so much progress. We can learn so much. But somewhere in early adolescence, a lot of us tend to start making failure, making not yet mean not ever, not likely. You know, when people start to say things like, well, I'm just not good at blank, whatever it is. I'm just not good with money. I'm not good at planning ahead. I'm not good at staying focused. I'm not good at estimating how long things take. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is, Your eyes are blue, you're 48 earth years old, your social security number ends in 2282, and you're not good at blank? You're not good at estimating, focusing, planning? Okay, teachers, physicians, parents, how did this become a thing where people just start saying, I'm just not good at whatever, like it's a fact, like it's some sort of internationally agreed upon atomic measurement. I'm not good at finishing things, like it's a diagnosis. I'm not good at keeping my opinion to myself, like it's a birthmark. Okay, so I guess we just let that stand then. Let's not even try to unlock the next level, huh? Are you kidding me? Can I just say I'm not that good at finishing my podcast a full seven days before it gets published? Well, not yet but that's not who I am. That passive comment I hear so often, I'm just not that good at it. It really concerns me. If you're really okay with that, then say so. Say, I'm no longer interested in finishing things I start. Or, I do not choose to get better with handling money or doing things on time. Okay, well, I accept that. At least that's honest. You know, there was no stoic wisdom in last week's podcast. It was getting too long, so I had to edit it out. But the stoic emperor, Marcus Aurelius, has a wonderful quote that I think belongs here. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. The author Ryan Holiday, who's written so much and so well about the Stoics, paraphrases the quote as, the obstacle is the way. I'll say it again. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. This is one of those axioms that really stays with me. It's all well and good to follow one's strengths, to sharpen one's skills, But what stands in your way, there's a lot of information there for you. And what if you got really curious about the things that stand in your way? If you're trying to move to a vegan or a whole food plant-based diet, what stands in your way? You think it's too hard or too fussy or too isolating or too restrictive? But what is the impediment to the action of you eating plant-based? Is it support? Is it knowledge? Is it practice? Is it companionship? Is it wanting to eat for comfort or for entertainment? 
for social connection? Because once we know what stands in the way, then we have a chance to pave that new way, to unlock the next level. Moving forward is so much easier once we believe that staying still is actually even more uncomfortable. But while we hide behind sentences like, I'm just not that good at eating healthy, well, we talk about ourselves like we are incapable, inadequate, and then nothing changes. When my client tells me something like, I'm just not that good at planning my meals, they get a few questions from me. Is that true, that you're not good at planning your meals? Is that really true? What else could be true? That's what I do as a coach. I don't nod my head and agree with you when you tell me that you aren't that good at being disciplined. I help my clients to get comfortable bringing their failures right out in full daylight. Do you know how elite athletes are capable of so much performance? Yes, many of them start out gifted and talented, but that only goes so far because what they do is they fail. They practice and they fail. They fail in front of their peers and in front of a coach who is dedicated to helping them never fail without learning something. We often use that phrase, I'm either winning or learning. I think that's a good one. Somewhere along the way, we started to get ashamed of our failures and hide behind some idea of a fixed ability or a fixed mindset. I'm just not good at that. Ask yourself right now, if you stopped making excuses, what could you do? What stands in the way becomes the way. Let what you see as your failures help you to really appreciate yourself, help you unlock your next level. Let the misses and the goofs and the discomfort and the embarrassment now and again, let, let it become your greatest teacher. There is absolutely no shame to missing the mark. So many of us have made past failures curtail our lives. We live smaller because of some sense of a screw up along the way. If you're ready to rebrand failure and let those not yet situations amplify or energize your life, I would love to help you. Let's do what the game designers call hard fun or serious fun where you take that sense of achievement and challenge and willingness to fail, and you let it help you develop a more resilient, powerful self-concept outside the gaming station. And you get it through a clear goal, constraint, and a specific strategy. What do you say? I keep four free introductory sessions a week open to work with people who are interested in learning how to help up-level their game, unlock that next level, and move towards a plant-based or vegan diet. It's free. Just email me. The links are in the notes. Veg Your Best podcast production, music and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, 
leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.